In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you were here last night, then you heard once again the message of the angel as he told of a Messiah, a king who had been born. But we also learned that this baby in the manger is not just the child of Mary and Joseph, nor is he just an important heir to the throne of David, but that he himself is God, Emmanuel, God with us, who has come to dwell among us. Today, we hear from St. John's Gospel, rather than that of St. Luke's. And John gives us a different perspective, a different insight to our Christmas story. St. John begins his gospel not with angels and shepherds, not with a birth narrative that we all recognize. Instead, St. John starts his gospel off with this wonderful poem and hymn about who Jesus is and what that means for us. And in doing so, something that John does, and he does this with great intention, is to take us back to the very beginning, back to a time before time. In the beginning was the Word. Now, if you're anything like me, when someone says, in the beginning, our thoughts turn immediately to Genesis and the opening verse of Holy Scripture. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And that is exactly what St. John wants us to remember and to recall. Now, with the dual calling to mind of God creating, God, God's creating work, John is answering a question that all of us longingly have. We may ask it in many and varied ways, but we ask it nonetheless. It is that deep-seated wondering about what creation means, what my purpose on this earth is. Why does all of this even exist? Much less, how did it all occur? And St. John tells us the answer. It starts with the word. Recalling to mind Genesis again, remember that God spoke into the nothingness. God spoke everything that is, space, time, matter, into being. And speaking involves words, or in God's case, a word. Let there be light. Let us make mankind in our own image. The action that was then set forth in each of the days of creation were all spoken into being. That is, they were created through the Word. But before we start to spin out of control and say things that we don't intend, John stops us after the first clause and says, hold on, there is more. Not only was the Word in the beginning, but the Word was with God. And moreover, the Word was God. And this Word 
is whom we recognize as Jesus. Jesus, who is the baby lying in the manger, is also the Jesus who created all things. Through Christ, all things came into being. It was through Christ that everything we see was created. But in him also came life. Not just the inanimate objects of creation, but life itself. Our very lives. And so when we think about Christ bringing life to this world, we first must think about what we experience. Our own heartbeat and our breathing and our senses and our wonders at this world and the cosmos. John also means something different too. And this is one of the themes that he explores in the rest of his gospel. It is what life truly looks like when it is lived in union with Jesus, in union with this Word who became flesh for our benefit. For the light of Christ shines into our life. And when that light shines, It gives us what we need to illumine our way, what we need to grow in trust and faith. Light is one of those things that has many purposes. We use light to see so we don't hit the coffee table in our darkened living rooms. We need light to uh, grow plants for our food. You can't grow tomatoes And you can't grow apple trees in the dark. They need light to grow. Light can provide warmth in cold places. Light truly does give us life. And the light of Jesus is what gives us abundant life. Think back again to Genesis. What was the first thing we heard God say? Let there be light. The Word, Jesus himself, not only brought that light into being, but he himself is that light. When we begin to put all of this together, all this Word and light and life that St. John's prolongs, stitches Together, like a big tapestry, we begin to see that everything, we begin to see that even though John doesn't have the shepherds and the angels, everything that we expect from St. Luke, or doesn't even include the Magi or King Herod that St. Matthew includes, a passage we will read in 12 days' time. But John is pointing us to not only the old first creation of Genesis, but that Jesus is coming into this world and is launching the beginning of the new creation that will be fulfilled on Easter Day. And that is ultimately what Christmas Day is about. It is about the inauguration of the kingdom of God, the new creation, as St. Paul says. And what Jesus does to bring that new creation into being. The Word becoming flesh to dwell among us 
is nothing less but infinitely more than God himself dwelling among us so that we can become his people, so that we can become as he always intended us to be. That is what the mystery of the incarnation, what we celebrate today, is all about. We sang a few minutes ago the great hymn of Charles Wesley that sums up the whole creation, the whole incarnation, and the whole reason we gather and celebrate today. Pleased as man with men to dwell. And while we come today to pay homage to Jesus as the baby in the manger, Jesus will grow. Jesus will teach and heal the sick. Jesus will raise the dead. And this baby will become the same Jesus that we help to crucify. On Good Friday. The writer of the letter to the Hebrews also draws us back into ages lost in the fog of years past. Using the same image of God speaking to ancestors and prophets in previous ages, God has now spoken through his Son, who is Jesus in flesh and blood. This passage heavy with quotations from the Psalms, shows us that the time of fulfillment for all of these prophecies, all of these memories of lore that have been heard, have finally come true. And it is the Son, it is He who is also the one who created the world. Both of these passages, St. John unfolding the mystery of the Incarnation and the beautiful, the beautiful opening to this epistle to the Hebrews tells us that this child who is born is not just any normal baby, but is indeed God himself. God has broken into our world. God has deigned to come and be among us as one of us. It would be like somebody who is a king or perhaps a president or a prime minister of a country deciding to give up their position of power, to give up their wealth and the privilege of their office. And it would be like them going away to live a life, much like a life you and I may lead or like the poor and the destitute in this world live each day. But doing so without the aid of his money, without the ability to contact those in his sphere of influence for assistance, without even the money to visit his favorite five-star restaurant and to eat his favorite meal from time to time. We would all scratch our heads and wonder, what was this person up to? In many ways, that is exactly what Jesus did. He came and lived as one of us, giving up the glory of God for the flesh of men, giving up the power of the cosmos to be born as a helpless baby. St. Paul 
in a hymn depicting this cosmic reality, says to the Philippians that Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness. In the beginning was the Word who created heaven and earth. He was the Son, appointed heir of all things and the reflection of God's glory and the exact imprint of God's very being. This is whom we celebrate whom we pay homage to, and whom we devote our lives, ourselves, our entire beings to. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory, the glory as of a Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.